All right, anger. Liz, I tried to connect and I was connected and I thought your computer crashed. I couldn't figure out what happened, but I can't connect. Yeah. Isn't that always the case? Oh, we can't connect. Um, we're going to end uh, anger. This is my fourth week. If you, want, if you want more, go to the podcast and download this from our website. But um, it's just been so much on my heart what an issue that we have in our nation right now, even in the church with anger. And uh, I just want to encourage you um, to ask the Lord right now where you sit, God, do I have an anger problem and help me? Um, this whole thing of letting go, uh, I think that anger and bitterness and unforgiveness are things that we hold on to and we don't let go of. And I want to encourage you to just come in this morning as the Lord deals with you and we read the word that you just be here with a, a soft heart and an open hand ready to receive. So let me just ask you real quick, how many of us have issues? Yeah, I'm not saying how many of you have issues, how many of us? <laughs> I, I have issues. And there are things that are hurting us that sometimes just really make no sense. But we just keep doing the same things over and over, but somehow we just won't let it go. It's funny that that's the word, because that's the word that was given this morning. We bang our heads against the wall. We keep doing things that's never going to work because it's not God's plan. And it's not how he does things. But for some reason, somehow it's amazing how we try so hard to go through things that's not God's plan. We beat our heads against the wall and we cannot get breakthrough. And you know what happens is we get on this wheel like a hamster gets on thinking we can just white knuckle our issues. And it's the devil's trick to keep you bound up and you can't get free and God's given you the way out but we don't take it today's the day that we take it I can tell you that anger never works it hinders prayer it makes you miserable. It makes you sick. It can actually cause mental illness and there are all kinds of problems that cause anger I want to encourage you to pay attention to what's coming out of your mouth because what's coming out of your mouth is going to be a good dipstick to what's in your heart. I'm an oil change guy, so a dipstick, that's just the way I think. <laughs> and if it comes out sludgy or it comes out empty, something's wrong. If it's nice and clear and it comes up to the right mark, then you're good. Things are getting lubricated. Things are working the right way. But if it doesn't come out right, and that's the way that we can, we can take a dipstick to our heart is to check what's coming out of our mouth. And unfortunately, a lot of times we don't pay attention to what's coming out of our mouth, but our spouse does. God's given us someone to be able to hear what's coming out of our mouth, to be able to say, hey, I think something's off. Yet it's our spouse that sometimes makes us the angriest. It's just how life goes. Because she will say the truth. She will tell me the truth. And a lot of times the truth hurts. But if I will receive that truth, it will set me free. And that's what I believe the Lord's wanting to do to you today is he wants to give you truth. But will you hear it? Pay attention to what's coming out of your mouth. We started a few weeks ago in the book of Genesis where Cain got so angry at Abel that what did he do? He killed him. 
All through the Bible, we see situations where people are angry, and all through the Bible where we see bad results, and we see God regularly saying, turn it over to me. Let me have it. Let me be your vindicator. Let me be the one that brings justice. So we have this choice to make today. Anger is harmful to us. Anger that's not controlled because, you see, I want to remind you that if someone treats you unjustly, I mean, if somebody pulls out in front of you in traffic, the feeling of anger is not a sin. Did you hear me? We as Christians so think we can't be angry. Think that we're sinning when we're angry. It's not true. Scripture says, be angry. Just don't sin. Be angry. We all like to just end with that. The Word of God says, be angry. Yeah, but read the rest. But what you do with that anger is what's important. The feeling of anger is not a sin. It's natural and normal. But it's what we choose to do with it or how long we choose to hold on to it. That's when sin comes in. You know, I can be angry. Really, uh, the right kind of anger. But if I hold on to that too long, that right anger will turn to wrong anger. Because what happens is God gets removed and I come in. And believe me, if God's not there, I'll have an opinion. And when it comes to anger, it'll be wrong. Why? Because I was born of this earth, I am not God. And without God, I will utterly fail. I'm not trying to say I'm a bad person. I'm not trying to say I'm bad inherently. But the word of God says, yeah, God even, Jesus even said, all are bad. God's the only good one. So I must have the Lord when it comes to my anger. Now, God may not move as fast as you'd like him to. He may not do it in the way that you want him to. But God will vindicate us. Because listen to what I'm going to say. God does not like it when people mistreat his kids. You want to see the worst side of me do something to my kids. Or do something to my wife. Now, I can usually handle somebody doing something to me. But you do something to my kids. Of all the years, I I built a business with a couple partners of mine back in 93. We opened it in 94, an oil change. And I've only thrown out one customer ever. And to be honest with you, it was a mistake. It was due to anger. But they insulted my children. My kids were just in there playing with the little Legos and not being rowdy in my opinion. But they thought that they were. And went off on me. And I said, you can leave. You don't have to pay. We'll do everything for free. Just go. And to be honest with you, I I failed. I personally failed in my own anger. I did not handle it right, even though you guys would all say, oh, no, you should have thrown them out. No. No, I let my anger get the best of me. But God, we, I'm, I'm made like God. God does, I don't like it when my kids get messed with. God doesn't like it when we get messed with. We think that when we get hurt, God somehow missed it and we need to go take care of it. No, God didn't miss it. He's here. He knows. He knows. But so many times we feel guilty when we get angry. But I want you to know God's given us the the emotion of anger 
so that we can know when we've been treated wrongly. I even think sometimes we get angry and we think it's a sin to think that we were treated wrongly. No, anger is a mechanism just the same as being afraid to move and not get hurt again. Having that, that, that feeling of, oh, I need to move back, that, scared me, that really scared me, is not, a, I don't have a spirit of fear, I just don't want to get hit by a car. I didn't miss God. God gave me that emotion to move out of the way of something coming at me. And the Lord's saying the same thing. Sin is coming at you. Satan is coming at you. And anger is a way to move. Can anybody see that? Anger will allow you to move toward the Lord or away from him. And that emotion will allow me to move in the right direction. And God bless me for it if I will let him. Again, God may not move the way that I think. Or in the time that I think. God doesn't like us being mistreated. You go to work and your boss is taking advantage of you. You're not being paid what you're worth. You're being overlooked. And you can hate him all you want. And it's never going to get you a raise. You can talk about him, uh, him or her at the water cooler. But it's never going to get you. Well, it will get you somewhere. It'll just get you the wrong direction. Now you can sit at lunch and gossip about him and downgrade him all you want. And, uh, but it's not going to add joy to your life. But what you can do is you can give him to God. God, I'm going to do a great job. I'm going to work hard. I was just working with somebody this week that's having a hard time at work, and I said, get back there and do the best job you can. Speak positively over where you are. Now, if you're in an abusive situation, we need to get out, but if it's not abusive and you're okay, it's just hard, then do your job. Do it with a good attitude. Give it everything you've got. Now start praying, God, I'm struggling with the way that I'm being handled and the way I'm being treated, and Lord, I give this to you, trusting you to either fix it or move me or move him. But right now, I'm going to do my part. God never said it's going to be easy. He said, troubles are going to come. Storms are going to come. So because you're in a storm, you didn't miss God. God hasn't forgotten about you. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. And I want to give, give you a picture. If you've had children... You had this moment of raising your children where they thought you could do anything. If you said you could do something outrageous, I can't remember, but my dad, uh, I, something was said, will you do this? He said, no, if I did, the house would collapse. If he showed us his muscles. Thank you. I'm surprised you remember that. We'd ask him to show us our, his muscles. He said, I can't, the house would collapse. And believed it. You just, you just believe it, but that's the kind of belief that the Lord wants, to, wants you to have. When he says, I can handle your stuff. We respond with, I believe you, and I'm going to follow accordingly. We've lost that belief. We've lost that belief that God can handle our anger. God, you just don't know how much this person's made me mad. And really, it's, it's legit, God. Everything in me says it's okay for me to be angry. The Lord would say, I get that. Everything in you. But can we get your focus off of you and get your focus onto me? Can you get your focus off of you? 
Because as long as my focus is on me, everything I do is, is according to that anger. And that is a torturing way to live. You want to know how God, you don't want to know how Satan tortures you? He uses you. He gets your focus off of Jesus and onto you and your stuff. I'm smart enough to not focus on Satan, but I'm not smart enough to not focus on me. And the Lord's saying, I want you to get your focus off of you. Why? Because God's focus is on me. And if we'll get our focus off of our stuff and back on to him, he's going to walk us right through it. And we're going to be better off on the other side of this problem than if we hadn't had to walk through it. It seems too good to believe that the pains and the struggles that we're going through, we're going to be better off on the other side of it. But that's what the Word says. I'm going to build your character. I'm going to build your faith. I'm going to build you up into something that you could never be. But you got to walk with me. Nothing is too hard for God. And if you don't get angry about what somebody's doing to you, you can get angry about what somebody's doing to themselves. You can be angry about the injustices in the world. But I found that if I don't like a lot of stuff going on in my life, the best way to respond is by doing something about it. Sitting around and thinking and just uh, meddling. Sitting and just talking about it. No, Romans chapter 12, verse 21. This is one you need to put on your uh, refrigerator. Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Don't overcome by evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. We overcome evil with good. You're not ever going to fight evil with evil. Well, you can try. You just won't win. But you can fight evil with good and win every single time. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 says, Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. Now catch this. For angry rests in the bosom of fools. Another translation says that it lodges. You got something lodged in you? Um, bitterness, it talks about bitterness, about how we can nurse a grudge. You just sit there and just chew on it and nurse on it and just think about it and stew in it. And does it ever improve when you do that? No, it becomes, it takes on a life of its own. It becomes something that it never was. But in your mind, it's true. It lodges and gets stuck in us. And when we stay angry and bitter, what happens? You wind up five years later losing some of the best years of your life because of it. Satan goes and he steals part of your life because of your anger. I sit here and want to defend myself and say, I know that your anger is real and it really is something that needs to be dealt with. I'm not trying to discount what's happened to you. What I'm trying to tell you is, is there is a way of freedom. You can be set free. You can be healed. That hurt that you feel that you 
feel like you can never overcome, you can. That emptiness in you that you feel like, that void that can never be filled again, it can be. And it's going to take probably every effort that you've got to be willing to open back up. That person that hurts you probably can't be trusted. But Jesus can be. And Jesus in us. Jesus in people can be trusted. Do you follow that? We, we feel like we can't open up to each other. But I'm here to tell you, people are still going to make mistakes. But Jesus in us, we can trust. Jesus in us. If there's anything you're dealing with right now, maybe you're not dealing with anything right now. Well, just wait till tomorrow. You will get an opportunity to be angry. None of us are going to go through life and not have multiple opportunities to be bitter and resentful and angry and stay mad and live lives full of strife. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, I'm going to just tag back onto this. Be angry. And do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. What is that saying? Don't let it sit there. Now, maybe the other person isn't willing, but God is. I can get free of my anger whether the other person does or not. My freedom is not based on someone else's ability to get, help me get through it. It's based on Christ and who he is in me. So many times we hang on to our anger and our bitterness and our unforgiveness because the other person won't do what we want them to do. We'll free them of that. Cut that cord and you get free between you and the Lord. Now you and their, the other relationship is another whole issue. If God wants to restore that relationship, then be, at least be willing, but we're also not going to stick our neck out to be chopped off again. God doesn't say go into an abusive relationship and let them continue to abuse you. No, guard your heart with all diligence, but give your heart to the Lord. You can get free regardless of the other external situation. And I don't mean just be able to make it through the day. I mean free. We're waiting for the other person. Stop. Deal with you. When you're on an airplane and, and they say if there's loss in cabin pressure, put the mask on you first, then the people around you. Why? Because you'll be here trying to save other people and you die. I can't save someone if I'm dead. So get the air on you and then get to work. We're, we're trying to wait for mountains to move in someone else, but we will not let God move in our own life. Let God move in your life. He will work out that situation. Whether he moves them away or he softens their heart or the relationship just takes on a different life. I can tell you, I've got people that I've had things that I thought I could never overcome, that the relationship is just different. It's just different. But God restored the relationship to something different. I'll tell you, when Job was restored, it was different. It wasn't the same. 
Job who went through hell but, it, but got double of what he had before he started, that situation was not exactly the same. He had a lot of loss in that. But God restored him. God wants to restore you. But you're going to have to trust him with your anger. Be angry and don't sin. Now, let me end with this. This is my first ending. We've addressed that the feeling of anger is not sin, but I want you to hear something else. Temptation is not sin. Temptation is not sin. You've been tempted to sin, but I think the great victory is when we use the fruit of, uh, the, fruit of the Spirit called self-control when we say no. The Bible says temptation will come. Jesus was tempted, but that wasn't sin. So if you're waiting for temptation to go away, and I think the potential of an incorrect prayer is, God, let no temptation come at me. No, the word says temptation's going to come. God, give me strength. Uh, Elizabeth and I have just, or sorry to hook you into that. I've just been going through a diet, and temptation comes. All you got to do is just stop, stop stop eating what you want, and it's like, that's the only thing that shows up, literally delivered to my door. Chocolates filled with caramel, delivered right next to where I sit. Literally, I'm sitting there watching the hockey game. Hey, we got chocolates. No, I know what they are. Because they're dove, does that mean that's okay to eat those? No. Temptation. Temptation shows. But I can tell you, listen to me, church. It's it's useless for me to pray, God, don't let me be tempted every time I see a gravy and biscuit. But I can say, no to that gravy and biscuit. I will eat you if I want to eat you. If I don't want to eat you, I won't. I'm in control because the Holy Spirit has given me self-control. We talked this morning about how Jesus uh, fulfilled the word. He didn't come to um, abandon or to, what was the phrase? Demolish the word, but he came to fulfill it. Not only did he say that these rules and these guidelines I've given you are still good and they still need to be followed, but I've given you the power to do it. I've come to fill you, to give you the power to overcome sin. So these things that you feel like you can't get free of, it's a lie because the Spirit of God is in you and no matter what temptation comes, you can overcome it. Brandon talked about how grace is just a little bit more. Grace is is up here. Why? Because it says His grace is sufficient for me. That means whatever you're walking through, grace is there to help you overcome. On your own, you can't do it. You may say, God, I can't do it. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't do it. I could never do that. I could never get over what's happened right here in my life. And you know what? You're probably right. Henry Ford, well, Henry Ford once said, uh, what did he say? He said, whether you think you can or you can't, 
you're right. My belief must be based in God's word. It must be based on his truths. And he must be in me to equip me to be able to say no when temptation shows up. Because on my own, I will say yes. James chapter 1 verse 19. I'm going to give you just a few scriptures and we're going to, I'm going to pray. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Everybody say, I am slow to get angry. Say it again. I am slow to get angry. Say it again. I am slow to get angry. Your spouse is laughing at you. I'm kidding. No, they're not. We speak it. You speak it. You speak it even before you can see it. You speak it. You say it over your spouses. Say it over your spouses. You are slow to get angry. You are not one that gets overcome by emotion and make decisions that's going to tank us because you are a man or a woman of God. You have the mind of Christ. The Spirit of God is in you, and you have the fruit of self-control. You may not see it yet, but you are speaking that into existence. God is a God who speaks things into existence. He says, um, I can say to the mountain that stands in my way, not God, Me, I speak to the mountain that stands in my way. Anger, you don't have control over me anymore. And in Jesus' name, Spirit of God, overwhelm me and help me when my anger shows up and put the right people around me, even though I'm going to want to react in my own emotion and I don't like people correcting me. But that says I'm a fool. Let me be able to receive correction and overcome my anger. Put me around godly people and fill me with your Holy Spirit to overcome anger. Psalm chapter 1, Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Another translation says he's not holding a grudge. Aren't you glad God's not holding a grudge against you? He has every right to hold it against me. I've turned on him every way I could. but he's not holding a grudge. Now, what am I getting at? Scripture, and I'm going to show this to you, and I'm going to end with this, says that his nature is living in us. So what is that saying? That's saying that he is slow to anger? That nature's in me. Regardless of how you've behaved up until now, if you've received Christ and you are following him, I don't mean you just walked up here and prayed a prayer and then gone back to your life and done everything the same way. I mean, you've been changed by the word of God. You've been filled with the spirit of God and you have plugged into the body of Christ. That nature is in you. It just needs to be harvested. It needs to be drawn out. I think if you get around the body of Christ, what we're going to do, when I get around Justin, I start to see his gifts, and I start to try to pull on those. That in you, let me pull that out of you. With Justin and I, I had a pastor before that was, his name was Stephen, so full of mercy, and mercy wasn't one of my strengths. So what did I do? I put him over the mercy area of the church. 
because he was so much stronger at it than me. And then what did I do? I started to get around him. It's like Elizabeth said, Pete gets me. So what do I do? I go get around Pete to figure out how he gets you. So what, what would Pete do in this situation? Oh, I would never have done that. Let me try that. And she's like, ooh, I kind of like you a little bit better. Can we kissy face a little bit? I'm like, yes, we can. That's what happens with the Lord when his nature starts to, when we start to realize I have that nature and let me just try to step into that nature and all of a sudden, hills melt. What just happened? God just moved. More so than he melted my hill, he changed my nature. I just changed. Now all this other stuff just happened, but what's more impactful. What's more incredible, the biggest miracle is that he could change me. Your anger, God can handle it. We'll close with this. debated on coming up here because he said so many times he's going to be done and then I think I come up here and y'all are probably like oh crud we just wanted to go eat lunch (laughs) (laughs) but I I do want to say from a developmental standpoint I can't help but to think about this and think about anger and I love the points that you're making but I think sometimes anger is a um, well-developed tool in our life if we haven't been guided throughout our life properly. So let me explain what I'm saying really quick. Um, First of all, anger is a primary emotion. So it's one of the first things that you see when children are little. And, you know, babies cry, they throw fits. You think about a toddler. Um, And one of the things that we would say is that um, anger, one of the types of anger is instrumental anger. And if you've ever watched a two-year-old throw a fit, or a two-year-old go and push somebody or grab something. Instrumental anger. I'm, I'm angry and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something and get what I want. There's a purpose. And so what I want you to realize is if, if we haven't been able to have a loving, guiding adult in our life that showed us how to, how to use that, you know, how to not use anger to manipulate and control, then you might find yourself as an adult ignoring or being cruel, saying ugly things. Um, There's a next step to this and it's called hostile aggression. You know, and this is using anger, using violence. And so I want to just ask you, as he said all of these things, because I think that we're looking at anger and we know we need to overcome evil with good, that we need to be angry and not sin. But I, I just feel like we all kind of need to step back and, and check ourselves and say, when we get angry, what's our motive? Do we have a motive? Because if you're using your anger to try to manipulate somebody else or to try to control somebody else or to try to get your way, I mean, really, that's when we get off into sin. And it may be that you're thinking, well, I'm not yelling, I'm not cussing, I'm not hitting anybody. But you know what? If we're trying to control and manipulate, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's where we need to do that dip, what'd you call it, a dipstick check? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to more eloquently say that. (laughs) 
But I think let's pause and, and let's ask the Lord. Like, because I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to get angry and use my anger to control or to hurt other people. Because at the end of the day, it's what you said, that God in us. So before she prays, I'm going to let her pray. 1 Corinthians 2.16, this is from the Amplified. For who has known or understand the mind, the counsel, and the purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts, the feelings, and purposes Mm-hmm. of his heart. His nature is in us. Mm-hmm. So would y'all just bow your heads and let's just, let's just pray for just a second. You want me to pray? Yeah, just pray with me. Okay. Uh, just go with me. Father God, I'll just, uh, and she used the word dipstick. Let's just say maybe a biopsy. Lord God, we just want to take a moment and ask you, what's in my heart? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Is it unforgiveness? Is it hurt? Have I been modeled the wrong way and I don't know any other way how to act? Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, that whatever our past circumstances are, that, Lord God, you know. And, Lord God, today we choose to bring anger before you, and we choose to lay it at your feet, and we choose to walk away from it and to say this isn't going to be a weapon that we use any longer. Lord God, forgive us where we have used anger to control others, to hurt others, to get our way. And Father God, forgive us. Lord God, I thank you, Jesus, Holy Spirit, that you are in us. And Lord God, today that you would equip us to move forward and that we would be a people who when we are tempted with anger, Lord God, that Lord God, we would be slow to anger and we would be quick to forgive. And Lord God, that we would be angry and sin not. And Lord God, I thank you, Holy Spirit. We can't do it in our own strength. But Lord God, you help us. You walk every step of the way with us. And Lord God, today we choose to be a loving and forgiving body. Loving and forgiving people. And Lord God, we lay down anger. We are not going to be angry people. Lord God, thank you that you give us peace deep down in our souls today, Lord God. That you strengthen us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you equip us to walk from this day forward. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord.
And we thank you for peace in our relationships, in our families, Lord God, in our church, in our everything that we touch, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just commit this morning, Lord, or I do. I just encourage you to, to, to commit to equipping with your word, with your tools, with your character, with your nature, that we get in your word, that we pray, that we give you, that we surrender these situations. And Lord God, I just, I just ask right now to just help me to release these people that, have, that anger me, Release, um, I just release um, unforgiveness. I release that bitterness. We lay those grudges yeah. down. We're I do not, not hanging set myself on to up them. to continue to receive mm-hmm. hurt. Not feeding on those But I release, anymore. I release other people, Lord, and I turn my heart to you, you for full, complete restoration, breakthrough. Change me. Change me. Father God, I just pray for our church that we would be a a place of refuge, a a place of not judging, but of compassion and love and of restoring and walking and discipling and loving, full of mercy and grace. Father God, bless us. Now, Lord, give us a great week, a week of overcoming. A week of breakthrough, a week of being in your word, a different week, Lord. Bless us, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Walk out of here free in Jesus' name. Out to the snacks, and we'll visit with you out there. God bless you.